Previously on Dice Paper Roll. A hobgoblin rider with augurs advanced. The heroes lay waiting. This was their chance. The ambush was sprung. The battle begun. Come on, you blubber guts. Let's dance. The augurs then charged. They seemed in fine fettle for burning their camp, a debt to settle. Into the ravine, brute fighting machines, but they were met with death and sharp metal. Brakai stood firm, his great sword a-slashing, Thandor the Red, his beard it looked dashing. They fought back to back against ogre attack, but it seemed they would cop a big thrashing. The red-bearded warriors' tactics were sound, an extra attack the barbarian found. Rage aided his urge to slay this foul scourge, and one was brought to the ground. In a moment of courage, with short sword in hand, the mysterious halfling made a bold plan. He measured his mark, he breathed, and walked back, and jumped, unsure how he'd land. Down forty, no, fifty feet, the child man did dive to land on the ogre which surprised the tight five. His sword met its mark in the foul beast's back, losing blood but still very alive. Your humble bard slid down the ravine to join in the battle. This tiefling was keen. She dropped a new spell. The result ended well. Oh, but poor Snatch was nowhere to be seen. Dice Paper Roll. This is episode number 21. My name is Emil and I play Brackeye, the Goliath Barboon. My name's Ben and I play Snatch, the Arfling Rogue. I am Jack and I am playing Ariki Song, who is a tiefling bard. Woo. I am Dan and I am playing Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest. My name's Greg, I'm playing Alad, A-A-Ron, Aeon, an Asimar Sorcerer of Helm. Ha <laughs> ha! Ding! <laughs> and I'm also the DM today, and I will be playing everything else. So let's get stuck in uh, at the end of the last uh, episode. Brackeye uh, helped uh, pull the corpse of one of the felled ogres off Snatch, who'd been crushed underneath its weight after Ariki slid into combat and uh, set off a shatter, which blew the party away, or just blew the party um, in different directions. The shatter at close range exploded and uh, and threw everyone back, uh, ending the combat, but also injuring uh, a large number of the party. A new spell, which you hadn't used before. Yeah, that's such a great spell. It's really great, that one. is Ariki. That mm. fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look very hurt. Oh, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. Oh. How are you feeling, buddy? A little bit sore. Hey, my, uh... hey little buddy. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah. You okay? Yeah. Your skin you need, did you? Yeah, and shut my pants a bit, you patronising <laughs> asshole. Uh, but thanks for caring. <laughs> oh, you actually did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Too many apples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too many apples. Yeah. Um... <laughs> You went snatch all over yourself. (laughs) You snatched your pants. (laughs) No, don't. Let's not let that be a thing. (laughs) Hashtag snatch your pants. (laughs) If you've snatched your pants, please send in a mailbag. Please put it in a mailbag. Uh, okay, so the um, the ravine has the two ogre corpses as well as the decomposing bodies of the uh, bird goblins that you fought here previously. The, uh, the the bodies of the ogres, one of them, its guts have been cut open and has spilled out onto the ground. There's a foul stench in the air. Uh, flies buzz around you. Uh, it's uh, and uh, there's the metallic tang of blood that fills your nostrils. 
Black Eye's nostrils flare and he kind of sniffs the air and looks and feels kind of uncomfortable and tenses his shoulders and walks away from the area. As he looks, can you make a perception? Black Eye does not see a hell of a lot because he's only rolled a 11. Uh, he hears uh, he hears cracking of branches and the movement of a large body of of uh, creatures approaching from the direction of the goblin camp. Brecker looks back over his shoulder at the party and picks up a stone and just throws it at Thandor. Could you make a rage attack <laughs> to try and notify him? Because I because Brecker no one is looking at Brecker. Like, Tell us exactly what you do. So, Braco, like, rolls his shoulders over a few times, kind of limbers up a little bit, does some of the old arm stretches, leans down and selects, like, an egg-shaped stone. It's really, like, it must have been an old riverbed or something because it's a really beautiful, like, river stone there. He just picks up, fits in his hand perfectly. And Braco's large, so it's it's like an ostrich egg shot kind of size. (laughs) And he just... He'll like, oh, 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 knock out our oh, fucking cleric before a host of creatures come. Snatch is like, I need healing, wait! <laughs> it's a shame you're not close to the Brack Snatch, otherwise you'd be able to tell him that. Oh, Snatch is too busy uh, looking at the, the dead ogres, but anyway. So, in, in order to notify the party, Brack thinking he just toss the rock over in Thandor's direction as he's closest to him, and he, to- he hurls it to land at Thandor's feet, but he probably throws it a little bit hard because he normally under pitches so he's thinking I'll throw it just a little bit harder this time to make sure I get exactly where I wants to go it's, so he, he hurls it pretty hard it smashes into Thandor's helmet and the, the, the oh you son of a bitch the helmet rings with a <laughs> what the fuck what what are you doing <clears throat> what what why would you do that that really fucking hurt you stupid shit cunt ow <laughs> I was just about to give this little fella a fucking healing potion. Shut up, Thandor! Goblins! What's going on? Oh, There's what? a noise. As soon as you all quiet... Why didn't you just say that? You can't. <laughs> as soon as you quiet, uh, you all hear the sound of breaking branches and uh, pushed aside foliage, uh, and you hear a large body of um, troops uh, approaching from the north. Uh... As much as I uh, am enjoying uh, <laughs> this little interlude we're having, everyone, I think we should probably leg it. Um, as you say that, Snatch, the uh, the hobgoblin rider on the huge walk uh, uh. comes to the edge of the tree line and pulls up uh, sideways and holds up his sword, uh, which is a, a huge great sword. He holds it up in one hand uh, and all along the tree line, all ahead of you, a uh, hundred meters on either side, goblins begin to emerge, all holding short bows. Uh, a huge war host begins to appear at the edge of the oh, trailer. Lady luck, lady luck, let me not die. Let's get the fuck out of here, everyone! Like, let's go! Becca <laughs> runs away and tries to collect snatch. You are running in the opposite direction. Runs away from the goblins! Runs away from you! I'm, I'm, uh, Thandor's just gonna quickly throw a healing potion to snatch. Because we got a fucking leg it, so yeah. Great. Uh, so you turn and you start to leg it, and as you do, uh, the whistle of arrows uh, fly through the air and start to thunk into the ground. You look back over your shoulder, you see the line of goblins firing their barbed arrows towards you, and the hulking shapes of both ogres and trolls uh, amidst their, uh, their number. Uh-huh. Uh, and you also see a large group of warg riders start to move out of the tree line on the flank. Uh, you rush back to where your horses were picketed and quickly leap on. You do have time to um, drink that healing potion, though, Snatch. Yeah, great. I'll drink it down. Uh, is it just a D4 or a 2D4? 2D4, okay. plus. So that's 2 plus 3, 5, 7 hit points of healing. Ooh, what, Ooh, is, what does it sound like you're drinking them? No, no, What's that? No, no, drinking. <laughs> okay, so uh, you drink down the potion as you all leap onto your horses and you ride at full pace away, uh, knowing that the uh, narrow entrance and the corpses will slow the uh, approach of the host. 
And as you do, the goblins try and fire further, but obviously it's very long range for them and the arrows fly uh, around you, but you ride in a cloud of dust uh, towards 12 oaks. Uh, so uh, what sort of pace are we setting? Want to keep that pace up or...? Um, is, it sounds like that's going to matter to our eventual ability to get to the location we are intending to get to. Depends. Mm. Someone's metagaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's called. Uh, Snatch is only concerned with saving his life and he's going to uh, whip the shit out of his shitland pony. Uh, yeah, he's going to get as far away from these things as possible. Um, it depends how, how long we gallop for before I change my mind on slowing that pace and how close behind us they are. Yeah. Okay, so obviously you're all keeping an eye um, on... Oh yeah, uh, looking back. Can everyone roll a perception for me? Again! Oh. Does my Shetland pony keep up okay? Uh, yeah. Okay. Seven. That's two in a row. That is real nice. Eight. Big old eight. Twelve for me. Seven. So uh, the cloud of dust around you uh, swirls around you as you ride your horses hard uh, to the south uh, towards Twelve Oaks. Uh, and Brackeye, as you look back, you see the ravine in which you fought and the uh, goblins pushing forward through, the hobgoblin leading the way on his walk, and next to him, uh, on a scrawny walk, sits a, a goblin with a, a black cowled robe on and a, a long staff with lots of bones hanging off it, and it shakes the staff in the air and then slams it down and you see like a swirl of, of energy around him uh, and your uh, the hair on your arms stands up. Uh, like you get goosebumps all along your, uh, your arms and a strange smell fills your nostrils, like a, an acrid uh, burnt smell. Uh, and you see a swirl of, of dust where they are and then the dust cloud around you closes in again and you ride and you all ride hard for uh, an hour until your horses are lathered and, and, uh, and panting and you have to slow the pace. Um, you alternate uh, hustle uh, all through the day. Did you, sorry, you didn't say, are you wanting to keep up a high pace or are you? Yeah. Um, I what are our horses feeling like? They must be feeling kind of... <laughs> Always with the horses feeling. <laughs> like, like, I just feel like they're going to be pretty... Like, they, we, they would have ridden with us to... All the way. To, yeah, all the way. So they must be hard, pretty, yeah. like, exhausted. We, um, well, they're, they're horses. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's, like, they are exhausted now because you just galloped them yeah. for an hour. Um, yeah. And you've covered a lot of ground, but... Yeah. Um, can we, after that hour, can we see the goblins behind us? Are they anywhere close? They're in pursuit? Uh, look, you, can, uh, you can't see them behind you, but you know that they're still following. All right. Well, yeah. I think it would be unwise to stay still for too long. What do you guys think? I think maybe we should at least walk the horses and keep moving. Do we know if there's any water nearby? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have a listen for some. Yeah. Uh, that is a... 19. You hear the babble of a brook. Oh, I can hear a, I can hear a, hear a brook babbling just behind that boulder over there. And uh, you round the nearby Bitches. boulder and see a small spring which runs into a, a, a little uh, stream, a little brook which, which runs along for a few metres and then uh, dives back under the rock. We can't stay here too long because we need to get to Twelve Oaks and warn everyone. We need to get to those villages that we've just freed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snatch has already hopped off his Shetland pony and he's sort of splashing his face with water and encouraging his pony to, to drink a bit of from, from the stream. Do our horses drink? We've uh, led yeah, them to water. lead them to water. <laughs> <laughs> They're thirsty. They're real thirsty. Yeah. Uh, luckily, you all refresh your, your water and you're all standing around as the horses drink, taking a, a quick moment. Uh, and then you can all roll initiative. Oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> oh. Sorry, that was a just, bad idea. Just doing a quick skadooshin. Well, Snatch, exactly, Snatch actually secretly wanted to just uh, get near the stream so he could wash his pants a little bit. He didn't want to oh, let you guys know that. Just, oh. He just wanted to slew us out the turd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that an album by Primus? <laughs> slew us out the turd. By uh, I rolled real fucking shit. Yep. Yep. 
I got a 13 all up. You think that's shit? I got a 4 all up. Oh, that's Ooh. rough. That's rough. I got an 8. I got a 20. What? Nice. <laughs> nice. No. No. Then it would be 23. Okay, so as you are watering the horses, uh, there's a swirl of dust, and all of a sudden, Alan is picked up into the air. You can't see what's holding him, but his arms are ripped behind his back, and he, his head arches backwards on his neck, and he screams. Oh, shorty man! Ah! Ding! <laughs> As he does, yes, you do notice that his teeth are perfect. Um, uh, but at the same time, he screams and then coughs blood, and you see uh, red begin to stain his robes. So, how high up in the air has he gone? Uh, five feet. Whoa. Can Whoa. we do anything, or we got to wait for our initiative? Turn? You have to wait for your okay. initiative. Holy shit, Aylan! Aylan, no. Um, alright, so th- can I see any. No. I can't see anything. Can no. I do a perception check to see sure. if I can? Oh, that's not good. Um, I see jack shit. Perception f- uh, nine. No, you can't see anything. All right. Um, Alan is just lifted into the air. Yeah. Blood is staining his robes, and he's screaming that he coughs right. blood. All right. So Ariki seeing the um, Alan be ripped up into the sky and clearly distressed is like. Oh. Hold on! And then runs and like tries to grab onto Alan's waist, legs, le- leg knees. You run in and <laughs> leg knees, his actual knees. Yeah. 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 You run in and grab yeah. uh, Alan around the leg knees. Yeah. And as you do, as you move forward, you feel a rush of air past your face, yeah. um, just next to the right side of your head. Um, but you're unaffected. You grab him. You try to pull him down to the ground. Do I need to roll for anything in, in there? Uh, yeah. Can you make a strength uh, check for me? Sure. Oh, come on. Fifty. Um. Plus strength. Oh, fourteen. Fourteen. Negative one. You grab him, but and you are able to pull him down to the ground, and he slumps down um, on top of you. He's heavily wounded. He's still conscious, oh though. Oh. And you're dead. And then it turns um, too sharp. Um, you, you feel pain blossom in your chest, yeah. uh, in both pectoral muscles on both sides of your chest. Pain just uh, explodes, and you feel this red heat uh, flush through your body. And you look down, and there's two gaping wounds in your chest, and blood flows freely from them. You are severely hurt. You take twenty points of damage. Oh, oh shit! Oh, the fuck! Wow, okay. Um, Alan stumbles off you and uh, seeing your wounds presses his hand uh, to your chest um, and... uh, (laughs) I slap his hand. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you! Presses two hands uh, to your pectorals. Of course, your, your boobs. Um, <laughs> reaches out and you're like, slap, and he's like, no. <laughs> and presses I'm healing you. Yeah, and a, a, a white light emanates from his hands. He just hovers them over the yeah, top. Okay. And you take uh, you get four points of healing. Yay, thank you, Alan. Snatch. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, I think Snatch is a little bit conflicted whether he should just get on his pony and... Bolt, um, but Snatch decides to use his cunning action and he hides in the nearest place possible, maybe behind the boulder. Behind the boulder, yeah. So he hides behind the boulder and then he grabs out the poison and applies it to his crossbow bolts, three crossbow bolts, which takes an action. Three takes one action? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and that will be that will be my action. Okay, I don't imagine I'll be able to grab out the crossbow as well. No, you yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. You do, you do. Danny. Um. Oh my god. Uh, so 
like perception. Yeah, I, I just want to try and see what it was that like, stabbed into a, a Riki because it was just fucked up. And that's a perception is 16. Okay, you can't see what has done that, but you can judge from where the direction of the attack hit Alan and then hit Ariki. Mm-hmm. You can judge where you think it might have come from. Alright, uh, so Thandor um, <coughs> sees Ariki uh, bring Alan to the ground and then just like cries out and just kind of pictures in between the two of them that there's something that's right there and he grasps his holy symbol of Tempest and looks in the middle of it and he's going to cast Guiding Bolt. Awesome. Do you want the spell description? Yes, please. Yeah, so um, he casts uh, Guiding Bolt. So uh, a flash of light streaks towards a creature of your choice within range, making a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 4d6 radiant damage and the next attack roll has advantage. Can you make the range spell attack with disadvantage, please? With disadvantage? You're like um, Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan. Like, you've looked around and everyone's like, it's in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. There's more no sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disadvantage. So, uh, I got a 12 and 9, but... Uh, uh, so that would be plus my spellcasting modifier, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. As well. Uh, so that would be uh, wisdom. So that's plus a proficiency bonus as well. Proficiency bonus. So 13, uh, 15 to hit. Awesome. So Tempest guides your hand and using all your tactical knowledge, you fire the bolt forwards to where you believe the attacker was and uh, a bolt of light streaks from, from your holy symbol and strikes into this figure and uh, as it does, it illuminates this swirling uh, figure which is a shadowy, uh, wispy, elemental face stands over the top of Alan and Ariki. It's two arm-like spikes uh, digging into Ariki's chest. Whoa. Oh, it's um, still in me. And it, it, it lights up uh, and then disappears. Okay, so Snash didn't see that? No, he's behind the boulder. Quick question, I didn't roll my hide check before. Do you want me just to roll that quickly? Sure. Uh, so I'm hide check. 13. Thank you. Cool. I, I'd like to roll damage on that motherfucker. You should roll damage yeah. on that motherfucker. 4d6. Yeah! Oh, that's oh, that's oh, that's oh, that's oh, that's four ones is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's, that's, that is wow. highly unlikely. I really want to meet my maker today. No, that would be a twenty-one points oh. of radiant damage. Wow, that's is that crazy. just off the four d six? Yeah, that's just a 4d6. Wow. Two sixes, a five, and a four. Bisk. As it lights up, you hear it scream as well, but it's quickly um, taken away on the wind, and the creature, um, you, there's a slight shimmering in the air. So, Brackeye, can you make a perception check for me? That would be... 14. Okay, uh, you see the uh, it light up, you see all of this, um, but also your nostrils are filled with that acrid smell um, that you smelled before when you witnessed the, the goblin. And as you uh, you see the sort of it lit up and then it, a slight shimmer in the air, um, but still not clear. But when you blink, all of a sudden that acrid smell fills your nostrils. And um, as your eyes are closed, it's almost like the scene is set laid out in front of you. And you can see this swirling acrid figure clear as day with your eyes closed through simply the smell. Franco leaves his goddamn eyes shut, draws his greatsword, and rages. And he's going to berserker rage it, so frenzy, frenzied attack, and also recklessly attack it. So he'll get advantage on that. He already has advantage. Oh, of so course. Because of my guiding yeah. bolt. Great. Um, and so he, he, he grips his greatsword and charges with his eyes 
completely closed at where he sees this figure with its tendrils buried deep in Ricky's chest. And like Tom Hanks in Castaway, he's surprisingly ripped. Are <laughs> <laughs> um, doing both your attacks at once? Yeah, both. Just, he's he's, he's going to go bring, try and bring one straight down, cutting the tendrils off, and then the other one is going to try and drive it up into the goblin. Great. Both are with advantage. Brilliant. His first attack is a 22. That is it. Second attack. Even better. 23. That is a hit. Gosh. So he, Brackeye sweeps his great sword in a big overhead swing, raging furiously, the, his blood boiling and his muscles tense. He swings it down right onto the tendrils, trying to slice them both off if he can. Um, so roll, roll for damage. Roll on that one. damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll that damage. Roll that damage. Ah, double six. Nice. Nice. Double six. That's 2d6 for the greatsword, plus five, so that makes it 17 points of damage. Wow. Okay, and the second one is so The second attack, which is the one where he's trying to bring it into the body of the goblin caster. Lance him, like, sword. Yeah, he's trying right up in his gooch area. If he's, mm-hmm. he's not flying, he's on the ground. He, he's hovering. He's hovering, yeah. Well, so gooch is about up right. Up in business. Up in business. Oh, they bounced off that each other. That is... Uh, four plus five, so nine. Great. So yeah, you step in, slice the arms, eyes closed. You step past, and Ariki and Alan are like, because your eyes are closed, and you slice down um, with your blade, cutting through the arms of the creature, and you you see it rear back and scream, and then you pierce through, and as you as you pierce through, you open your eyes, um, and you see the the shimmering uh, light of it and the residual image of the smell um, still fills your vision and you see this uh, this creature disperse and you destroy it. Crack oh. <laughs> <laughs> ends his rage. And then Snatch jumps out from behind the border. <laughs> Where the fuck are they? Where the fuck are they? <laughs> He's holding his crossbow bolt pointing at the trees, <laughs> wild-eyed, looking around. <laughs> Oh, fucking kill him! Don't kill him! <laughs> I believe it's already dead, Satch. Uh, no. Alien <coughs> coughs up some oh. blood. That's gross, man. We should... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, gingivitis. <laughs> no, I don't have gingivitis. Look at these pearly whites. <laughs> Maybe a little halitosis. Uh, oh. Oh, I mean, it is the era. <laughs> That's awesome. Excellent. You uh, you have uh, slain the invisible stalker, uh, which was sent to slay one of your party members. Wow. So is its corpse there on the ground? No, it just disperses. Oh, okay. So Snatch didn't see no. anything. <laughs> All right. It takes him a while to calm down and looking around. Can he hear anything from the trees or any more movement? There's a, a, a slight breeze rust, rustles through the, the branches of a nearby tree. Oh. And you you spin around and point your uh, your crossbow at yeah. the <laughs> like Tom Hanks in the movie Big. He feels like a, a child in a man's world. Aland belts Aland belts his horse and turns, holding his uh, clutching his wounds. Oof. You're all right, shiny man. I will be fine. We must. Get to Twelve Oaks and warn the people. Right, and let's uh, let's get out of here then. Snatch hops up on his Shetland pony. Um, Ariki's feeling very much under the weather, so like Tom Hanks in. Um, that you actually need a reference for this, though, by the way. <laughs> Comedy comes in threes, Jack. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> All right, then I I cancelled that joke. <laughs> um. Is there a Tom Hanks film that got cancelled? Uh, don't worry about it. Um, anyway, uh, so... Ariki <laughs> um, attempts to get on her horse as well. And maybe if she is able to climb onto her horse, she uh, returns the favour to Elan with a healing word. Okay. Yeah. Um, should I do like a climb check or something? No, no, just do your healing word. Because you're not under pressure, you don't need to make a check to get onto your horse. You okay. do struggle to climb up and you leave a big smear of blood across the horse's flank. Okay. Um, but you're, you're able to get yourself up on All the right. back of the horse. Cool. And... 
That is a one. You're welcome. Plus charisma. Charisma. Oh, right. That, okay, that's four. You hold out your hand and um, magical energy flies towards Aelan and knits his wounds together. What is there a colour for your... Um... No, it's just like musical. It's just, it comes from my loot. You yeah. strum a power chord yeah. and uh, yeah. Aelan feels a whole lot better. Sorry, are you the music person now, Bruce? <laughs> No. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's fine. You can make it a power chord. It's fine. <laughs> that was a power chord. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So you uh, you get on your horses uh, and you ride for twelve oaks, um, and you um, the horses are refreshed, uh, even if you are not, or Alan and Ariki are not, uh, and you ride hard uh, through the day. Uh, and you arrive in, in the late afternoon to Twelve Oaks. Does anyone know what that, that thing was? I, what the hell did we face back there? No idea. Some sort of spellcasting goblin. Smelt. Horrible. Burnt flesh. How, you had your eyes closed. How did you even hit the thing? It was, I don't know. It was strange. I could, like, see it without my eyes. That right, well that sounds that pretty That doesn't weird. make sense, you, you need a t-shirt with your eyes, I'm just saying, but okay. And did you see it before? Well, when Fandor hit it with that thing, spell, I saw a flash, and then I blinked and I could kind of see it in the darkness. Strange. Hmm. It doesn't make sense to me, whatever works for you, buddy, you do you. Also, <laughs> Snatch definitely shit his pants and smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> Your passive perception serves you well. You washed it out in the stream and then just re-shat it behind the <laughs> I'm not liking where this character arc is going. I realise I contributed to it a little bit. Stop um, eating so many apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you approach 12 Oaks, uh, you see that um, this... Uh, like debris in the street so it looks like uh, the doors to all of the houses are left open um, there's uh, dropped pieces of clothing and uh, some cases some bags left in the street it looks like people have rushed from their homes trying to take all of their uh, valuable items with them um, and as you uh, ride into the the, the street uh, that makes up 12 oaks uh, you can see down at the other end of town where the lumber mill is, a large group of people are massed around the entrance to the lumber mill. So the lumber mill is a large building where all of the timber that's um, cut down in the nearby area is brought to the lumber mill to be processed. Uh, the two large doors of the lumber mill stand open uh, and in front of the lumber mill is a, a, a very large wagon the largest wagon you've seen, which has a, a large flatbed with a series of logs stacked on top of it. So this is how they transport the wood down um, to the city. Um, it's a huge uh, flatbed wagon with uh, steel wheels uh, and a large um, pointed like uh, steel front, like the prow of a ship. Um, and eight draft horses are fastened uh, to the front of the ship, and you, uh, the front of the, the wagon. And you can see on top of the stacks of logs, a number of villagers sort of are perched up on top of the logs, clutching uh, family members uh, and some of their valuables as Devala and Beshed move around uh, the crowd directing the villagers to... Uh, climb up and some to uh, like leave different items behind and there's stacks of um, just personal items uh, strewn about the, the square. Uh, as you ride up, Beshed turns and says, ah, you, you made it. Only just. You, you are wounded. We were attacked. The goblin war host has started to move and they're in hot pursuit. They are making their way to here. We were attacked by some invisible creature. Don't quite know what it was. I couldn't see it. it was Dark invisible. magic. Dark magic indeed. Oh, it seems my instincts were correct. Uh, I've, I've gathered my people together to flee first to Shadefall and then on to, to... 
Grey meat. Grey meat. Grey meat? Yes, yes, I know what it's called. It's a yeah. common disease. The DMs forget the name of this city. I don't well, know what you're talking about. Well, uh, if you don't mind me asking, Beshead, was it? I, uh, I'm Snatch. Um, what, what happened to you in that camp? Did you see anything? What well, I was captured and, and kept in that tent, beaten and, and interrogated for information. Did you? What kind of things did they ask you? Did you learn anything that would be of use to us? Well, I know that they, they're not the only goblin camp and they intend to, to raid and attack the nearby villages. Do you know anything about the Mighty One? Yes, I, I, I heard them mutter about the Mighty One, but I don't, I don't speak goblin. That would be a barrier from learning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was difficult. Well, shit, we should, um, we should probably be moving. Looks like you've already got things underway here. Well, we have the first wagon prepared. We have a second one. We, we wish to take as much of our wealth with us um, to, in order to um, look after my people in the city. I, uh, Speaking of wealth, um, don't mean to interrupt you, Bessie, but do you, do you know what happened to that chest that we sent on your way? You mean the one on the back of Brackeye's horse? Oh, it's been on your horse the whole time. I believe I didn't notice that as a rogue. I, was, I wasn't uh, hiding it, it was just there. I just thought the best shit had it. Never mind. <laughs> Thanks for making Snatch look stupid to you. <laughs> I thought we sorted that out Did before. We? Yeah, okay, we well did. that's totally on me. Sorry, no. Guess um, <laughs> I've been holding it the whole time. Here you go, it's your chest of goodies. Chunk, uh, and pops down a, a chest. It's uh, the least you deserve for, for rescuing me and the villagers in the nearby area. This is the first wagon, we have another one. We will drag it towards the, what we call the turning point where um, we take the horses off and it's a downhill run from there. The wagon uh, runs along a straight road down to Shadefall. Are we better served protecting the wagons or looking after the villagers who are left behind? Well, all of the, um, the wounded villagers and the weaker ones will go with the first wagon. Only the, the remaining strong villagers will stay to help load and, and take the second wagon. So who's protecting the first wagon? Well, you know, I know a thing or two about protecting things. Hello, Beldaf. As he strides forward from the crowd. Good to see you made it. I'm getting fond of you, ragtag bunch. Um, and Bex runs out uh, and runs to you, Thandor, and gives you a big hug. Hey, little buddy. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know if you'd make it. Oh, no. Tempest always finds a way. You'll learn one day, boy. You ruffle his hair. Yeah, I totally do. Yeah, you little scamp. <laughs> Snatch has uh, turned his back on this and is just sneakily having a look through the chest of goodies. You just, <laughs> yeah. All you can see is snatch his ass and legs <laughs> dangling out of the, the chest as you rustle through uh, and like throw out shitty pieces. <laughs> That's not worth anything. Nope, nope, already got one of them. It's cool. a little, a little diamond in grey like examining glass thing on. Magnifying glass. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, awesome. down the gold coins. What's in there? Uh, chocolate. Wealth. Chocolate. <laughs> wealth. Wealth beyond imagining. There's like loot from right. like all of the nearby area, you know, coins and um, some like goblets and. So, no, specifically looking. Uh, Nothing special. Alright. We've got quite a bit of cash here, boys. Yeah. And lady? Uh, 600 <laughs> gold pieces worth of looks, goodies. Looks about that much. Just a perfectly divisible. About a gold. <laughs> Between five. Oh, yeah. 120 each? 100, yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even I forget I'm here sometimes. Ha <laughs> 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 ha, Max. <laughs> well, Beldaf, what's your plan? I will ride in the first carriage and protect them as, as they... Oh, sorry, I forgot how I spoke. I will, I will ride with the first wagon. A wagon wheel. By yourself? Well, uh, they're, they're, I, I am more than capable of protecting it, I believe. I, I thought young Bex might come with me. What do you think, boy? You want to go with Beldaf or you want to stay with the cool guys? I, of course, want to stay with you, Thandor. Uh, I want to grow up and be a cleric of Tempest, just like you. All right, ease up, buddy. I want to, <laughs> I want to fight and kill monsters. Oh, don't worry, you'll be able to do that. But you should protect uh, 
the people. That is one of the big things about, you know, the church. Well, yeah, it's a lot about killing stuff as well. But you can kill them with, with Beldaf, you do that. I want to protect people by torturing the goblins that killed dog. Okay, the Really, one. really hurt them like they hurt me. Oh, yeah, look, um... Maybe don't kind of do that. That's like that's not really cool. Like you know, it's not about vengeance. You know, you got you got to be kind of good about it. Just saying, like don't do that. Don't torture people. It's not a cool. You notice that there's quite dark shadows under his eyes. He looks still looks haunted. Mm. Maybe I will travel with Beldaf then. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Way to shatter a young boy's dreams, Nando. You see a little tear run down his cheek. He runs off <laughs> oh. into the crowd. No, it's oh, buddy, like oh, I'll have a talk with you. Scamps. Uh, the um, the villagers cl- clamber onto the top of the stack of logs on the back of the wagon, and the, the um, Davala climbs up, uh, kissing her mother goodbye, and climbs up into the driver's seat of the wagon and uh, lashes the horses as the wagon creaks off. And the remaining, uh, the nine remaining men and, and Beshed, uh, and they quickly busy themselves bringing the other draft horses in, and an, an identical wagon wheels out. And uh, as that's happening, Beshed relays to you, I, uh, we, we ride the wagon down to the turning point where we have to unhitch the horses, and generally there's a crew there that brings them back, but obviously this time that won't be possible. Um, it's just that once you pass that point, the downhill is so steep that it's faster than a horse can gallop. How does the wagon stop? You notice two large levers next to the uh, <laughs> the driver's seat, which are, uh, she points to them and says, they're brakes for either side of the wagon's wheels, which can assist in an emergency turn if necessary as well. But don't worry, we have the, the best wagon driver to, to come with us on this last um, this last one. And, uh, yeah, he's going to die. Something tells me he's going <laughs> to die. <laughs> a, uh, a gnome um, steps out that you haven't seen before and he's wearing uh, he's wearing a pair of aviator sunglasses <laughs> and a leather jacket with a fur collar. Um, and um, he steps out and he's like, nice to meet you. My name's Maverick. Maverick Lock. Um, and he has a, um, a rose um, in the jacket pocket. And also, and he's like, and me, my companion, and out from next to the wagon trots a goose. <laughs> I'm the best wagon pilot there is. What? Uh... Nice to meet you, Maverick. What's your goose's name? Goose. Hey! <laughs> How are you doing there, Goose? Ice Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, great, so uh, the, the remaining um, townsfolk quickly harness the horses. Can everyone make a perception check? What time of day is it? Uh, it's coming to dusk. 16 for Brackeye. 17 for Thandor. 23, 13, snatch. Um, Ariki, you notice uh, the the sound um, in the background of the, the crack of leaves and foliage and you hear the approaching warpost before anyone else falls. Well, I relay that information to everyone else. Watch out, guys, There's, they're coming! Um, you all turn to look and you see on the edge of the um, tree line uh, again the host begin to form up uh, and the villagers rush and quickly lash um, the, the horses to the wagon and it's not they're not able to take the time that they usually would. Again, the wagon is loaded with um, 40 or 50 large logs um, and uh, the villagers clamber on top and Beshed jumps into the, um, the front of the wagon next to Maverick and uh, he says, quickly, we must, we must go. Is that really how many logs are on there? No. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking logs. <laughs> no, it's a huge wagon. There's about 15 logs okay. on there. Yeah. So 14 it, or 15. Yeah. It, is, it is 14 or 15, okay. yeah. It is a really long wagon, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like 10 metres long, so this this uh... In feet, please, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, 10 metres in feet. Yeah. Just for our US listeners. Um, 
Learn the metrics. Steve will figure it out. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, Steve. Steve, look, I'll send you a cut. Right? I'll send you a link to the trans. The yeah. Um, it's literally you and Saudi Arabia. That's it. <laughs> I don't think even Saudi Arabia. We really value our American listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to learn the metric system. <laughs> Um, and uh, so it's a really long wagon bed uh, and there's wheels all the way along so there's six wheels on each side and then large steel bound wheels and then this um, this impressive prow at the front where the, the with the horses lashed to the front um, what are you guys doing with your horses um... Well, I think that I would have probably taken the time, if, if pre presuming all this goes on for maybe 15-20 minutes, I would have left him standing right where he is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that I was watering him or anything not else. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, yeah, I'm not talking I, about what you did, I'm talking about what you are going to do with yes, your horses. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get on mine. Are we, are we, are I we never left my horse. Is that what's happening here, everyone? I'm, Brackeye looks at the goblin host and looks at the area around him and then slits the horse's throat. Alan <laughs> slaps his horse on the uh, takes the saddle oh, off and shit. throws it on the back of the wagon as um, Brackeye's horse screams. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> And then you realise that it's going to be really hard to remove your saddle from that dead horse um, in, in a short period of time. So you quickly grab your... I just saw like the whole apocalypse now when they like they killed the cow. He just like comes in and just cuts the head off. That's not a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't, like Tom Hanks in War Better, better death in my hand than eaten by wolves. Yeah, Snatch takes a step away from you for a minute on the other side of you. Yeah, Aelan slings the saddle over the, um, the one of the logs on the wagon and slaps his horse um, and it it piss bolts into the uh, away from the, the goblin host and he clambers up onto the back of the wagon. Thandor does, does the same, takes off his saddle, throws it in the back and, um, yeah... Give it a little whack. Yeah, I suppose that's a that's a good idea. Could someone help you with uh, with the saddle? It's just a little bit high on me. On my. You quickly. No, 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 no. Snatch jumps in in front and puts his hands up. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so you all take your saddles and saddlebags off and throw them into the wagon and quickly clamber up. Just um, you're throwing the last saddles on as the wagon starts to move away and you see the the host begin to sweep down um, into the town uh, and there are a lot more goblins than you had seen in that single war camp. There's the 40 goblin org riders uh, on either flank, a huge mass of goblins in the centre with the large hulking figures of ogres and trolls moving amongst them. And you see the uh, the figure of the hot goblin warlord uh, at the front with the, the cloaked figure of the goblin spellcaster next to him on the mangy wolf. Um, and as they ride forward, they're carrying torches, uh, the goblin host, and they sweep forward as the wagon creaks and begins to pick up pace and you're running behind, throwing your saddles on and you all reach down and pull Brackeye up onto the wagon as it tears away at a gallop down uh, the road to the south. Brackeye draws a javelin waiting for one to come closer. Yeah, Snatch grabs out his crossbow and just like tries to take a bit of cover somewhere in the logs facing back. Um, looking back at the host. You all prepare yourselves uh, looking back, defending the back of the wagon, uh, and the um, the mass of goblin walk riders are split on either side of the host, and they sweep around the outside of the town as the, the uh, host moves through, throwing torches to the buildings, and it, it quickly catches a blaze as they move through, and the walk riders tear after you. They're, they're a fair distance away, and you are moving equally um, as fast, uh, but uh, from the backs of the walks, some of the goblins fire arrows which thud into the wood around you. Um, and you see the um, hobgoblin warlord pull up at the edge of town, looking down towards you, and he mutters uh, something to the goblin caster next to him. And the goblin caster shakes his staff again, and a, a spear of light splits the air in front of him and then rotates into a fiery portal which opens up and you see bat-like winged figures flutter out and a large humanoid figure with 
large bat wings behind him and horns on his head, carrying a um, a barbed spear, steps out on cloven hoofs out into the town, and you see where he steps, the ground beneath his feet burns away and, and shrivels and dies, uh, and you recognise a familiar face. We didn't. We said we would not do any Trump gags. <laughs> We agree. Uh, uh, the, the wagon rattles as it flies down the road and you see this just as the um, you move over the crest of a hill and uh, it disappears inside behind you. We might hear that game then. Holy fucking shit. The shit just got heavy. Who's that? <laughs> I guess you'll have to find out yeah. next time. Oh, will our heroes escape from the war riders and the hobgoblin warlords and the goblin casters and what's his name? What is his name again? The cloven-hoofed beast form of. We'll find out. I'll remember his name next episode. That was episode twenty-one of Dice Paper Roll. Tune in next week and we'll remember his name. Oh, I will. Yep. Uh, hey guys, so thanks for listening. We we just wanted to take a second to say thank you so much. We really appreciate that we've got a good little number of, uh, of regular listeners and we hope you're loving the podcast. If you know anybody at all that you think will like it, please share it with them because we are a new podcast and the, the best way for us uh, to, to, to get DPR out there is actually through you guys. So please like and share and we will keep making good stuff. Yeah, the word of mouth is a, like a really, um, it's the best way uh, for us to grow the podcast and we really appreciate your support. Uh, please uh, don't forget to uh, tweet at us or hit us up on Facebook uh, and you may find yourself appearing in an episode uh, like the wagon driver today, Maverick Mock. Oh, was he? Was yeah. he a... Uh... Yeah, one of the guys on um, Facebook. On Facebook, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So exactly, yeah. like comment, you know, talk to us about it. Let us know your thoughts and that kind of thing. And become yeah. part of the DPL universe. Exactly. Well, you'll get incorporated in in some way. You may die, most likely. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You're an NPC. Look, <laughs> yeah. you're an NPC. Live on immortal, immortally. I forgot to say he had a leather jacket and a red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clear about that. an album by Prime Minister? <laughs> by Prime Minister. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Time to slow us out the turn. <laughs> <laughs>